Welcome to Weight Loss for Dentists. I'm Dr. Natanya Brown, a board-certified endodontist and certified life and weight coach. I'm on a mission to help dentists live at their goal weight without relying on deprivation or willpower or even intense workouts. If you want to start making more mindful choices so that you can lose weight permanently and have fun in the process, you're in the right place. Hello, welcome to another episode. I'm so glad you're joining me today. Um, A little update on my end. It has been insanely hot here in Northern California. I am really hoping that by the time this episode airs, um, the weather has hopefully settled down and it is not so hot. But at the time of this recording, it is well over 100 degrees. And I got to be honest, here in Northern California, not a lot of us have air conditioning. Um, I do feel really grateful that I do have air conditioning, but it's not that common. And um, truly, it is just an oven outside. They've canceled a lot of after-school activities, um, and it's really pretty much the topic of conversation for everyone. Um, so that's kind of what's happening over here. Um, but let's just kind of segue right into today's episode, which is about asking better questions. I absolutely love this topic because, you know, one of my pretty much favorite things to do as a coach that helps people to lose weight is to really help empower people to become problem solvers and to really ask the kinds of questions that can help us in the process of, you know, being really critical and, and finding solutions for our problems, right? Like that's how we go, you know, to make change gradually is by kind of getting answers that we're looking for that are going to really help to make progress. And I hear a lot of, of the following questions. I'm going to just kind of list out some very common questions that I hear all the time when I talk to people. They'll come to me and they'll tell me, they'll ask me, you know, why can't I lose weight? What is it that I'm doing wrong? Why can't I control myself around food? When will I finally lose the weight? When will my life settle down so that I can lose weight? You know, why can't I seem to find the time or why can't I seem to get my act together? Why is it that I'm so good all week and then I go haywire on the weekend? (laughs) Have you ever had that thought? And, you know, why is it that I'm so bad at diets? How come nothing is working and one of the most amusing to me, why do I have a sweet tooth? I'm kind of curious if any of these questions resonate with you. And if any of them do, you are not alone. I want to give you a lot of reassurance. So many people truly come to me saying these things and there really isn't any judgment on you if you have them too. We all have questions that are, you know, perhaps kind of in a similar genre from time to time. But in today's episode, I want to really help you to see that the kinds of questions you're asking have a direct impact on what you're going to be focusing on. And from there, the actions that you're going to be taking. So today, I'm going to show you the difference between high quality questions and low quality questions. Now, why on earth does any of this matter? Because 
the questions that you ask and not just the words, but how you ask them will directly influence whether you get to work finding solutions or you get stuck thinking that your situation is just too far gone and there are no solutions for you. Okay. So what's my definition of a low quality question? Now, mind you, there might be all sorts of definitions online. I did not Google anything for the, 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 um, preparation for this episode. I'm just going to tell you my opinion. A low quality question, in my opinion, is a question that isn't really helping you to get the answers and solutions you need to move you forward losing weight. Okay. That's my definition. So interestingly, when we ask a lot of low quality questions, interestingly, a lot of them are questions that we're not that compelled to find solutions for. Okay. So for example, with the questions that I stated earlier, let's go with the example of, uh, you know, the question, how come nothing is working? This is the kind of question that, you know, when you hear it, you're not really that motivated to answer it. It almost seems like it's just serving the role to, you know, maybe help us whine or complain, like as in, you know, maybe even commiserating with someone else over a situation that just seems totally unchangeable, right? So with a low quality question, it's as if we're shutting down to a solution and we're pretty much taking it for granted that the situation is unchangeable. Okay. So for example, with, with this question, how come nothing is working? There's an assumption there that nothing is working, right? And so we're kind of leaving it up to the powers at B, like the powers that be, right? Like, why does it have to be this way? It's just kind of outside of ourselves as if it's something that we just have zero control over. It's all just too big and too overwhelming to think about much less have any real influence over. So let me actually give you some examples of low quality questions that we might actually ask ourselves as it pertains to our dental practices. And we hear these all the time. For example, why can't assistants show up for work? When will insurance companies reimburse us fairly? When on earth is this pandemic going to end? Or why do I always have crazy patients? Or when will my dental assistant get with the program? Have you ever had any one of these questions or some iteration of them? I'm curious, how likely are you to go into problem solving mode afterwards? Probably not very, right? And interestingly, it might even be less about the question itself, like the actual words in the question, and more about the energy that we're bringing to these questions, okay? So there's really two things that I want to bring to your attention. There's the words of the question, right? And then there's the energy or the attitude with which we are doing the asking, okay? So for example with the question, why can't I seem to lose weight? 
This could very well be a a low value question if we just leave it there. It's like this open-ended abyss of a question that we're not really looking to answer. Why can't I seem to lose weight? Alternatively, we could ask the same question and pose it this way. Hmm, why can't I seem to lose weight? Kind of like, hmm, I really wonder why I cannot seem to lose weight. Notice the difference? Okay, it's essentially the exact same question. But with the second option, there actually is no judgment. There's like legitimate curiosity. In the second question, I might be way more inclined to really think back to what I ate during the week and carefully admit that there may have been instances where I overate right? Like, oh, right. Yeah. Last Thursday when the office ordered pizza, you know, I may have been kind of all set after two slices, but then I ended up eating a third slice, right? Okay. The light bulb is going off. Or, you know, maybe over the weekend I was with my friends for a birthday party. I wasn't all that hungry, but then everyone was eating and I kind of felt inclined to also eat. Oh, and then last night for dinner, I was making the kids spaghetti and I ended up having a bowl, even though I also wasn't that hungry. So then see what this does is it gives you an idea of what's actually happening and it's not out of your control. Like you're actually able to ask some questions and find answers. When you pose the question in this manner, notice how I didn't actually change the question much at all. Suddenly, there's a spirit of being open to learning, being curious. And by the way, curiosity is truly one of the most useful feelings that you can cultivate within yourself during your weight loss process. I'm totally going to have a separate episode on that. (laughs) Side note, okay? But there doesn't need to be any judgment here, right? Let me give you another example. The question like, why is this taking so long? Or like, why is it taking me so long to lose weight, right? You could ask that with the energy of, you know, kind of complaining, commiserating, beating yourself up, right? Or you could ask yourself, hmm, I really, honest to goodness, wonder, why is this taking me so long to lose weight? And again, we get honest with ourselves and we may be a lot more compelled to actually answer the question. So a higher value alternative of a question is really, for example, like, why is it so important for me to lose the weight quickly? And what can I do today to make sure that I'm making progress towards my weight loss goal? How about the question, why do I have a sweet tooth? Have you ever wondered that? And I'm really curious if, if you've ever wondered that, are you actually looking for an answer? You know, maybe you're taking it as a fact that you simply have a sweet tooth. Like I said earlier, frequently with a low value question, we're just taking things for granted. Like, boom, I have a sweet tooth. It's undeniable, right? Like it's just fact, like my eyes are green. But I, what I would propose to you is the more you tell yourself you have a sweet tooth, the more you're going to believe it. Okay. So number one, stop telling yourself you have a sweet tooth because that isn't helping you. Okay. 
The same goes for any one of these questions, right? Like just notice what is the underlying assumption that you're believing with that question, right? Now, the reality is when we eat sweets or any food for that matter, dopamine is released in your brain. The more sugar you consume, the more dopamine is released in your brain. It's fun. It's pleasurable. We tend to enjoy it. That's great. And there's actually nothing wrong with you if you enjoy eating and especially enjoy eating sweets. In fact, I actually think that it's exceedingly less common for people to not enjoy sweets. Okay. So you are in the overwhelming majority if you do enjoy to eat sweets. But telling yourself that you have a sweet tooth only reinforces that notion that you're actually out of control around sweets. Okay. So you start by telling yourself that it's okay for you to enjoy desserts and only you can decide what goes into your mouth and when. Okay. So you can start by telling yourself that you are fully in control, even if you don't always feel that way. Remember, there is no such thing as an actual sweet tooth. We all know this as dentists, and somehow some of us are convinced that they actually do exist, okay? It's like the tooth fairy, I promise. It does not exist. Shh, if there's any kids that are listening to this, I am not responsible for this information. (laughs) I probably should devote an entire episode to the sweet tooth. Okay, I'm gonna bookmark that. All right, so look, If you ask low value questions, you're going to continue to get low value answers. You will not be really looking for solutions that are going to help you in a productive way. Now you may say, yeah, that's really nice, but I have some really specific actual questions on how to lose weight and I need answers to my questions. Okay. And so let me give you another example of a low value question that I actually get all the time. Okay. And it's a very simple and seemingly innocent question. And it's some variation of the following. Can you please tell me what to do? Now, why is this a low value question? It's assuming that you do not know the answer. It is assuming that the answer to your question is outside of you and that you can't possibly know what the answer is. Look, I get it. So many of us just want to be told what to do. I a hundred percent get it. I've been there. I understand. But ultimately that doesn't actually help us to develop the confidence in our own decision-making ability. Okay. So for example, As a coach, here are some of the most common questions that I hear pertaining to, you know, it's, these are all variations of, please tell me what to do. Can you tell me what to do? Okay. Number one, is it okay to eat carbs? Number two, should I do intermittent fasting? Number three, what kinds of foods should I be eating? Number four, which foods should I be avoiding? Number five, how much should I be exercising? Or what's the best kind of exercise for me? Number six, what supplements should I be taking? And number eight, last but definitely not least, what's the most effective diet? Okay. I'm sure I've left some out. These are kind of the first ones that came to my mind. 
All of these questions are totally okay to ask. So I'm not going to say that these questions are not relevant, okay? But I want you to imagine for just a moment that it's as if you're starting dental school and you go to your professor and you ask, how do I apply for an NPI number? Or how do I fill out the insurance forms to get credentialed as a provider? Or, you know, how can I set up an account with Henry Shine so I can order cotton rolls? I, I hear that I really need cotton rolls. Or how do I market my practice on social media to get patients? Or how do I put together an employee handbook? All of these questions are great. They're all fine. But truly, they may not actually apply to you as you're starting out dental school, right? And even if you've graduated and you've, you know, started, you know, your practice, you're a licensed dentist, what really matters more than any one of these questions is that you have learned how to do dentistry and you are able to diagnose. You have worked on your brain so that you are a critical thinker. You are able to problem solve. You're able to ask questions and get fantastic answers. And most importantly, to be able to ask questions that are really moving the needle for you in the direction that you want to go. So for example, you can get caught up with asking questions that are really highly relevant towards moving the needle to lose weight, or you can get sidetracked and in the weeds on questions that truly are just details, right? Like they're not necessarily going to make it or break it for you in your entire weight loss process. I can't tell you, sidebar, how many people truly come to me asking me if they need to be getting rid of carbs. And I tell them, you just need to put that question to a test. I'll get to that here in just a second. But the bottom line is that, you know, for a lot of us, when we have questions, we might think we cannot make progress until we have a firm answer. And we are expecting that there is a right or a wrong way to proceed. And that if we don't have an answer, then we're in a holding pattern and we're now going to feel stuck. So therefore we feel dependent on an outside source to tell us the answer so that we know we're going in the right direction. And what I'm here to tell you is that truly there is not a one size fits all approach to weight loss. There are literally thousands upon thousands of diet and exercise programs out there. It is not a cookie cutter thing. What works for you is not necessarily going to be what all your friends are doing. What works for your best friend might not work for you. And yes, this could of course potentially lead to overwhelm or confusion, but what I would invite you to do instead is to cultivate the belief that if you ask better questions, you're going to be able to start answering things for yourself. I want you to just imagine, take yourself back to the first day out of dental school. There are literally thousands of different dental materials. There are literally like probably at least five to 10 different options for how to treat every patient that walks into your door, right? into your practice. And yet 
throughout the process of dental school, you learn how to develop your own ability to make choices. So while there might be, you know, 500 different types of composites, when you actually go to work on a patient, you're going to learn how to ask a question and to come up with a definitive answer. Now, does that mean that you can never change your mind and that you can never change materials? Of course not. But what it means is in that moment, you're trusting your ability to make the best possible decision for the patient. Okay. And you can do the same thing for yourself in your own weight loss process. If you start asking better questions. So I want you to really ask yourself truly, do you find yourself thinking that you need to have questions answered before you make progress? Okay. If that's you, if you're finding or feeling that you're stuck and, and thinking that you don't know what to do, I want to invite you to turn inward and ask yourself quite possibly one of the very most highest value questions that I know of. And that is the following. If you find yourself thinking, I don't know what to do. I need answers Then I want you to ask, but what if I did know, what would the answer be? And you'll be amazed with what you'll come up with. Let me give you some examples. Okay. So for example, instead of the question, is it okay to eat carbs? You could really change that to, gee, I wonder how my body might respond when I eat, uh, let's say a bagel for breakfast. Okay. This is just an example, right? And so you may come up with a hypothesis of, you know, maybe I don't think I'm going to, uh, lose weight if I eat a bagel every day for breakfast, right? Whatever. I'm really pulling this example out of nowhere, but the bottom line is have a question and then come up with a hypothesis and be willing to test it out. Do you see what I'm doing? Instead of, of this thing, this question being this big, huge, overwhelming, you know, foreboding question, we can actually just narrow it down and get really specific. Okay. So you could also ask, you know, do I feel okay when I eat bagels for breakfast? Maybe yes, maybe no. Let me check in. What's my energy level like? Now, some people might ask me, you know, should I be doing intermittent fasting? And I would turn that around and say, well, let's like you be the expert. You ask yourself. So let's get curious. Let's turn it into an experiment. I wonder what would happen if I did intermittent fasting, let's say five days this week. Right. And so you can really ask that question and get curious. And then the most important part, collect the data. Once you have actually done the experiment. Okay. And I can totally talk more about this again. I'm mentally noting another episode. Okay. But look at what we're doing. What we're learning to do here is to ask better questions and be willing to actually stick around and collect the data, which mind you data is answers. Okay. So are you willing to ask yourself high value questions so that you can get higher value answers and solutions? I'm going to tell you now some of my favorite high value questions that really, truly promote the kinds of answers that will help us to lose weight permanently. Okay. Are you ready? Here they are. Number one, 
What excuses am I allowing to get in the way of me making progress? Number two, what's a 1% upgrade that I can make today? Number three, how can I make weight loss easier for myself today? Number four, if I'm not actually hungry, why do I want to eat right now? Number five, what is currently in my control that I'm not taking advantage of or not taking advantage of fully? Number six, how do I want to feel at the end of this meal? And then number seven, which is kind of a two-part question, is what do I know to be true in this situation? And what if the opposite were true? When we ask higher value questions, we get higher value answers. When we have higher quality answers, we have more certainty around what it is that we want to be doing to help us to lose weight. Okay. So let me just kind of summarize everything I've just covered. Okay. Number one, notice the questions that you're asking pertaining to your weight loss without any judgment. Okay. Just notice them as sentences that are popping up in your brain. Notice how some of these that are questions then could be either low or high value. So that's actually number two, decide if it's actually a high value question or a low value question. And then number three, answer the question. And remember, even if you do not know the answer, you can ask yourself, but what if I did know, what would the answer be? And then ask yourself if you're willing to test out your hypothesis. Okay. I am totally rooting for you, my friend. You totally have got this. Okay. That is what I have for you today, and I'm looking forward to talking to you next week. Have a fabulous week. Hey, if you're ready to start taking action towards permanent weight loss, then go download my five secrets where I'll teach you the top five things to lose weight and keep it off without resorting to restrictive diets, deprivation, or even intense exercising. Go to drnatanya.com forward slash start. That's drnatanya.com forward slash start to get started. It's time to make your weight loss goal a reality.